Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end a one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait is the war room. With five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. Of course we are. All right. What up, everybody out there in War Room Nation? We are back once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm in the building with my bros. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Be awesome to be here with us in a few minutes. Hey, Jimmy, man, your man Jalen Ramsey let his proverbial hands go on the QBs of the NFL this week. We're going to discuss his take, maybe if he's right. We're going to catch you up on everything else happening in the world of sports. So keep it locked right here for this and everything else happening all around our world of sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-100-0012. But before we get started, as usual, make sure during the week, when we're not live on the air, you can check out archive episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and most other places you do your podcast listening. All right, man, what, what, what's up? We got to get to the bottom of a few things. You know how we usually like to start out. We can't, we can't really start a show without mentioning the president because dude just be wilding. So um, is Omarosa really man's best friend? Like, like what's up with that? Yo, she just dropped some new <laughs> fire this afternoon. I don't know if you've heard it yet. She did? Yeah, she got some more damning, uh, some more damning um, audio. Like, like someone said, she dropping these joints like old school clue tapes. Like, she just dropped some new fire today, though. She's just leaking them out. Like, she got a plan. Like, this gonna come out Friday, and this gonna come out Sunday night. While everybody yeah, eating. Her rollout is mean. <laughs> yeah, she knew he was about to start the show, so she dropped that fire. Um, basically, her getting bribed um, to not say anything. Other stuff being she just she she ain't always been with us, so <laughs> a lot of oh, people yeah, ain't trying can, to turn can. out. Man. All right, now is in the build with us. What up, Omarosa? A dog or no? In every possible, Yo. in every possible uh, way. <laughs> 
Yo, but man, he's crazy, man. Every time he tweets or says something, like, you just can't believe that it's coming from the president of the United States, man. This dude on Twitter calling people dogs and kinds of crazy stuff, man. Like, that really, that really seems to, uh, that really seems to get you. For me, I'm really of the opinion, like, I'm more shocked with the people that defend him than I am with his actions. I expect the unexpected in terms of depraved behavior from 45. I expect it. I'm ready for it. I, I, I actually, in a sick and twisted way, I enjoy it because I believe this is exactly what America deserves as a whole. Now, of course, there's some fine citizens and patriots out here, out there who don't deserve this, but as a whole, this is deserved. Man, all of the people that we dealt with went under 44 that told us we live in a post-racial society. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's not even the expectation factor. The thing that I'm most surprised about is like, yo, who is around? I can't ask who raised him, but who is around this dude? Like, after, you know, more than a year, why haven't they taken this dude's phone yet? <laughs> they scared, yeah. man. They don't want to get fired. Why not? Like, take well, the chance. I mean, but it, it, you, because like, honestly, it's wor- it's working. It, that appeals to his base. Right. So, why would you take it? I don't know, but I think, but you know, you have his base. And you have some people that just took chance, and then you have people that just voted for him because he ran under the Republican flag. You know what I'm saying? Appeals to everybody that got him in office. I don't know if his base is strong enough if he alienates everybody to where it's just them to be able to win. Oh, he? But oh, he I, I, win I feel again. what y'all saying. He won't I win just again. think, and that's gonna be true. But I'm just like, like, like his advisors must really be like shivering, afraid of him because nobody seems to be telling this dude, even though. Because we definitely got to give some uh, rest in peace shout outs to the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, who passed away earlier this morning. And that, that links, I was about to say, even though he put out a tweet about her death and then it was deleted and, it, and he put out a quote unquote better tweet. His original tweet said something along the lines of, um, you know, uh, my condolences. Um, Aretha Franklin was somebody I knew. She worked for me on a couple of occasions. So I'm like, you know, everybody probably was like, yo, that's a bad look. Like somebody dies and you just, you know, letting us know that you paid her some money. She was like, and, and I found out what he was talking about. She sang at one of his casinos in like the 80s a couple of times. So instead of just saying rest in peace or my condolences to the family, he has to add, she works for me. And I was talking to my wife about it. I kind of figured, well, he's killing two birds with one stone. He's trying to appear that he has compassion for everyone. She is a black woman. So he gives his condolences. But then on the other hand, he has to let his base know, no, nah, no, nah, she's not my friend, though. She worked for me a couple of times. So, you know, it, it, was, it was effective for what it was. But then he put out another one that it was more... You know, it sounded a little more compassionate and didn't talk about the fact that, you know, he, he paid us some change to do something strange. 
So I Yo. think somebody got to him with that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like, "Yo, you you can't. You got to change that." You know what I mean? So so I figure, you know, on some of this other stuff <laughs> or maybe, you know, he he does what he wants. Like you gave him that suggest that suggestion and he was like, "All right, cool. I'll, I'll change that." But you told him I don't know if you should call Amorosa a dog on Twitter. He's like, F that dog. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but like, anyway, rest I'm in peace you, to I'm a telling you, the, 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 the crazier it gets, the more people, and it's people that I know that the more crazy it gets, they start to like them, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy, right? But they can't believe this boy got the audacity to do it. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad because I see people that, like, I'm talking about brothers and sisters that, they, the entertainment value of it, like, because they don't believe in the system anyway, so they they like the entertainment value of both. Yeah, I mean, that's what B. Austin basically just said. And I, you know, I, I can't say I don't understand. Like, you kind of look forward to you wake up, you know, you, you go to the bathroom, you, you check your bank accounts, you what check kind your of investments, thing? and then you were like, what, what Trump say this morning? Yeah, so, you, know, you look mean, forward. Yes, that's how it is. Double tap some buns and go look at Twitter. <laughs> no doubt. And on that note, man, uh, we're going to get into these hot topics. And hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. All right, what up, War Room fan? Let's talk talk turkey for a minute and how much of it you can make betting on sports contests at my bookie. If you haven't checked out my bookie, it's a great time to do so. Lay down some doing the biggest games in sports. You got the NFL coming up. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You tired of getting a run around when it's time for a payout? That's why we need to join mybookie. You win, they pay fast and without any hassles. You're wasting time betting on sports anywhere else, uh, except for maybe Vegas. <laughs> they have in live betting so you can place wages after tip off, kickoff, or whatever sports you're watching. And now mybookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. All you got to do to get your bonus is use promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-M. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period. All right, college hoops, man. Let's let's talk about some preseason college hoops action because Zion Williams of Duke, you know, he's going into this season with a lot. You know what I'm saying, and all of it isn't good hype, but so I'll say he's going into the season with a lot of attention, a lot of eyes on him. You know, there's been a lot of critiquing of his game throughout his high school years. There are those who think he's just an athlete. No, he can't do much, you know, other than be an athlete. Um, they play a preseason pretty much um, exhibition game. Uh, yesterday against Ryerson University, which is which is a university up in Toronto, um, you know. It, it, so before we talk about it, you know, just keep that in mind because I don't know. I mean, they got some NBA, but I don't I don't know how many ballers they got up in Canada. You know, they don't bust their guns up in Canada. But um, trying to the university was trying to get that check. <laughs> so <laughs> he showed out though. Against Ryerson University, he had 29 points, 13 rebounds, um, countless highlight reel uh, plays and dunks. Um, did you guys see the game or the highlights to this, and what did you think about Absolutely. his debut? Uh, I, I I have not, and so, brother Jimmy, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk about this specific game 
I just wanna yeah. I just wanna take a moment to, to to recognize the fact that yo, there's a couple reasons that I root for Zion. Number one, he's a young black male from rural not rural, suburban uh you know, southern city. So I, I respect his, his bustle and his and his grind. He got the grandparents in the picture. But yo, dude is I I root for all the athletic fat guys and ugly people. Like I root for them in sports. And your man still has baby fat. So we gonna throw him in the fat guy category. Your man is six four and two ninety. Wait for no, it. He's six eight though. Wait, Wait for it. Wait for it. He got a 44-inch vertical leap. Give they do that hat. That he has. <laughs> what? Yo, why he jumped that hot? Yo, how are you? Listen, he's an offensive lineman that has a 44-inch <clears throat> vertical Come on, cuz. Yeah. Come Pretty on, much. yo. Come on, yo. I, I, you know, it's crazy because, like, I've, I've heard the comparison – and first of first off, to watch him just jump when they were doing like just his jumping drills, I was in like all like, yo, how do you jump that high when you're three hundred pounds? That's one. Two, this brother's six eight. Like and I heard people say this is like young Barkley. Yo, Barkley wasn't this size though. Like this boy was like I, Yo, he's with I made us. It, I made yo, a comedy. I was telling with us, yo. He wanted a fat dude. And he jumped that high. Yo, why I was telling um I was talking to Casey Mack in the group chat. I'm like, yo, this boy is like Carl Malone with like Vince Bounce. Like, this boy is ridiculous, like in terms of his athleticism. But the thing is, we've already known that. And we're like, yo, he could just jump. Like, his, he has a jump shot that you could work with. I mean, <laughs> he shoot better He shoot better than a rookie of the year. Like, the boy can actually shoot a little bit now. Um, and he's lefty. So it kind of reminded me of like a young Larry Johnson before he became a cross dresser. Like, the young Larry nah. Johnson that was explosive that played for UNLV, nah. like, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, stocky boy that just, like, you know, has very athletic, but this boy is, like, something else. Um, Shout out to Grandma to watch Duke. It's going to be very exciting to watch Duke games, although, like, no one really likes Duke, but I'm honestly going to watch because of him, like, because I know I'm going to get at least one. I'm going to get, like, that's a, the thing. Know, an all-moment every game. Well, Duke detractors... Um, put aside their hatred for one year and actually root for I this am. kid. That's, that's what I want. I don't know about I don't know about rooting for Duke, but I will be watching. I'm gonna tell you why because no. the thing about basketball is we like to talk about the fundamentals and the beauty of the game. But when the team like the Spurs and the Pistons play, the issue is boring. The thing about basketball is if you really like fundamentals and in, in in, in all the all those type parts of the game, you can watch the WNBA because a lot of the WNBA they're fundamentally sound. The difference yeah, is they're actually better they basketball have, players, but nobody would. They don't have forty-four no. inch verticals. Like no. I can't see people I fly. Mean, like when I watch sports, I mean, the, the beauty of me of watching sports is people doing stuff that I know I can never do and, and is like unimaginable. Like I mean, I'm just standing there like a circus. I need for y'all to tell me why this boy three hundred pounds and jumped that high. Yo. I'm still stuck. I'm. I'm. Yo, I'm something in the food, B. Yo, yo, he Global dope warming. from the foul line, yo. He dope from the foul. Yo, he's 300 pounds and sick. Yo, he dope from the foul line, cuz. Yo, some of his rebounds last night were highlights. 
He jumps so mm-hmm. high to grab rebounds. I'm like, yo, how is your rebound better than some people's dunk? I'm going to tell you right. what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid for him because of his weight. My fear is that he's already able to do things that we know only the original people that came and populated Africa could do. Like, we already know that. <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that his limbs, like his joints, are going to degrade because he, you're not meant to do that at 300 pounds. I don't care how much melanin you have. That's not real. No, huh? you're right. But I think it's good. I think it makes some millions before that happens, though. Yeah, <laughs> as the season progresses, I think he's going to get in better shape. He's already lost a little bit of weight since being at Duke. So you see that Coach K is running him and getting him in better shape. By the time the season progresses and when it comes down to the draft, he's going to be, like, in a whole different shape. Like, because this isn't high school anymore. And, and you know, um, shout out to Last Chance U. We saw, like, when he talked about, like, Duke workouts. So Coach K is uh, – you could tell just by looking at him that he's lost a little bit of weight, but he hasn't lost any explosiveness. So watch For his me, performance I'm like, last night. I'm like, yo. I don't even know, Jimmy, scary. if he lost weight. He's looking more muscular to me. So he might stay up at oh, that yeah, weight. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe he hasn't lost the weight, but he doesn't, look as, he doesn't look as fat as he did before. Like, right. He, he, so that you, maybe you are right there. Maybe he's turning that into muscle. But whatever it is, you can see a difference in him since being in Duke. Um, so his, yeah. his, uh, his BMI is probably down, like, this, this, yeah, Yo. like Coach K is working him, and I think he's going to get him prepared to play at the next level. But, like, it's going to be a highlight reel just watching that team play. And the crazy part about it is he's not even their best player. The boy R.J. Barrett is dumb nice, but yeah, he, he went crazy last night. Yo, he can't fly, though. Like, bull fly. Like, yo, you can't fly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo. So we're not talking about RJ you right Barrett now. We're talking like about Batman, flying. But he can't fly, though. <laughs> but listen, yeah, this is what I got all the from. tools and gadgets, but he can't fly. Right. So it's you, like Batman. You see him bringing the ball up sometimes, and he's taller than the ball. So yeah. this is what I noticed from the game last night. You know, I keep having to preface it with, you know, with it being Ryerson. I don't know what their history is or what their current roster is, you know, current roster makeup is. I still notice some stuff as a basketball dude, you know, like when we talked about some of those. I mean, they didn't have much of a chance because of how high he jumped anyway. But, you know, dudes weren't boxing out. Um, I saw him hit maybe like three three three-pointers, and he wasn't contested on any of them. Maybe that was the respect level for his shot. And and none of them really went into the net too clean. But he is showing you, if you're going to leave me open, I can make you pay for it. There's a lot of guys in the history of even the NBA that we've seen that get no respect on their jump shot, and they really can't make people pay for the disrespect. So at least for one game, you know, his his his, his long-range shot was falling, and he would make these dudes pay just for either leaving him all together so they wouldn't get driven by and banged on, or on one of them I saw the dude, he, he raised up. He didn't even raise a hand defensively to challenge it. He just immediately turned around and boxed out, like assuming the dude was going to miss the shot. And he, and he canned it. Yeah, well, so what I if he can is, get that on a consistent note, plus the way that he can drive, like he doesn't have to drive by you because as soon as he jumps into the air, anybody who goes with him gets peeled off of him like banana skin because the dude is so heavy and so, <laughs> you know, he, he, I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going to happen after yo, next year. I what I know is the big show. because of his reputation and the fact that he will posterize people, like, 
it, it's sort of like it sort of reminds me of like Steph, right? Steph Steph's handle isn't like that, but his jump shot is so crazy that he gets by people yeah. because they're 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 afraid he's gonna pull up. And it's like with this dude, they're so yeah. afraid he's gonna get by him and posterize him that he get he gets open looks. And sometimes like when he gets that first step, cats don't wanna end up in the poster. So it's like yo I'm confused. what I'm gonna do. I'm confused. I'm confused like I when I saw him work to it. You say what? I, mean, I think I, Steph handled Yeah, Steph handled the truth now. He worked on it. I think you remember yeah. Steph maybe last year, Davidson, no. first year no, in the league. Last year. I mean, no, I mean, I watch him play. Put it like this. Like, I watch him play. I don't think Steph got like a – he ain't no Byrie, but nobody is. So I shouldn't use him as, uh, as, as, a, as a benchmark. But, you know, like, for me, when I watch Steph play, I see him get a lot off just because of his, his shooting ability, which is a good thing. I'm not disrespecting him, but I don't think that Steph got a yo-yo, though. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't before, but I I, I think it I think he does now. Yo, I don't think I don't think Jimmy is familiar with oh, his pregame warm up, his dribble warm up, not the shooting. Steph got a yo yo. I mean I watch all their games though. Like I watch every game this season. Like I've seen him play. I just don't think that I wouldn't see him. Watch, watch any time like he the... play against Chris Paul, he show it. He'd be trying to embarrass that. Oh, yeah, but that, but, 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 but even a lot of that is a based on a lot of that is based on like his speed, his <laughs> shooting ability. Like Chris, and also Chris Paul's an overrated defender, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> True. Excuse me, folks. I'm eating popcorn on the air. I'm ignorant. All right. <laughs> Shout out to, to to the homie Zion. All right, Dwayne Dwayne Wade, spelled Dwayne Wade. I don't know what's wrong with the way they spell that boy's name. But um, Dewey Yang, uh, somebody reported that he will play one last season in Miami. Now, right before the show, I realized that Dwayne Wade kind of shot down those rumors. He's still saying if he plays another season, it will only be with Miami. But he hasn't committed yet to, to playing that last season. So let's say he does. Yeah. Does Dwayne Wade get the... The, the Dr. J um, <laughs> going away tour type thing when he leaves and he hits his last couple of road stops? Does he get the Kobe treatment? You know, with a people no. on the road who's hated him for 20 years actually were giving him standing ovations because their real feelings come out when the dude's about to man, leave. Man, listen, man. All I'm going to say is um, – Shout out to our brother Phil Maddox. Uh, we saw Gabby's uh, IG post today, and he weighed won a, another championship. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause man, <laughs> listen. Um, shout out to Gabby. Uh, shout out to uh, Nikki Union. But um, yo, he's gonna get the treatment in Miami. But is he gonna get the treatment league wide? Is what I'm asking you. I mean, probably, probably. That's how it is. That's how it is. I mean, you give you give the legends their uh, their flowers bro, when you know they're on their way out, even though they're half of the person they used to be. Yo, real quick though, did y'all see Scott Hughes, Scott Hughes uh, comment in the chat room that um mm-hmm. he played in high school with a guy who was six two two fifty and had a forty four inch vert? She said yeah. that he needed a cheat sheet to spell the word cat. Yeah, <laughs> yo. <laughs> 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 the boy needed a cheat sheet to spell the word cat. Come on, guys. Now forget, Zion go to Duke. He Frank. <laughs> yo, <laughs> it's like more like snake off. What's happening? What up, Rod? What up, Rerun? My fault. Yo, um, Snake but, might be the dumbest. <laughs> Between Snake and Tavana yeah. from last chance, you. 
<laughs> yo, last chance she was at work. But yo, um, yeah. So D Wade is going to definitely get uh, you know, his flowers if he if he does that um, you know, um, farewell tour. You know what I'm saying? That goes back. That goes back in time too. Like that. that that's not like a new phenomenon for those who don't know. I remember mm-hmm. Dr. J got his farewell tour, and they gave Kareem. him a rocking chair and all that. Kareem. Mm-hmm. I mean, Magic had to leave suddenly, so he really didn't get his. But uh, um. And they were scared to touch him. Yo, and Cat they wanted to give Mike one, but they knew he was gonna come back six, seven times. So they were like, he ain't going nowhere. Um, <laughs> and he always left abruptly as well. Uh, but Kobe, who announced his, got his. Um, Shaq just kept trying to hang around and play for different teams, so he didn't get a chance to have that farewell season. So you kind of have to set this up. You gotta like, you know, still be able to contribute somewhat and be like, yo, it's my last season. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, Jimmy, Kevin Garnett couldn't get no minutes, so people forgot to give him his. But <laughs> yeah, yo. My question is this though. Like consider considering um, that we live on a you know, um a coal off earth now, when Raymond decides that he's gonna call it his last season and he announces it, what is the bluffing gonna be like on his road trip? Yo, they're gonna turn every arena into Caligula and fly the rainbow flag with his face on. Yo. Yo, they're gonna be every Yo, LeBron gonna get equity in every team in the league. Two percent of this team, one percent of this team. <laughs> they're gonna retire his jersey on every joint. All, all. Yo, they, yo, they going Jackie Robinson ball. <laughs> they gonna retire his jersey on every arena. I mean, according to, according to Daryl Morley, never mind. But anyway, uh, I mean, the number that would be two numbers. So you know that it was like Jordan's number and Doc number. Um, the funny part it was it was LeBron who said some years back that nobody should be able to wear twenty three. The rest of his career. That was weird. But, yeah, um, but then he, then he, then he, yo, then he was like, I'm better than Boy. Like, he started believing it. Like, I'm better than Boy. So he said, Mike wore my number. <laughs> That's what it's going to end up being. <laughs> Mike wore his number because he knew, you know, LeBron was going to wear it when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did y'all hear um, Dwight Howard? Well, I think actually this time it was his agent talking, but. Something weird, something strange, something borderline, not even borderline, something stupid comes out of his camp every week, whether he's saying it or somebody else. So now that he's about to be a Washington wizard, his agent comes out and says, (laughs) y'all ready for this? Yeah. Yo, Um, I heard it, yo. His agent comes out and says that the white is working on evolving, and I'm paraphrasing here, he wants to evolve his game into an Anthony Davis or a Kevin Durant or something like that. The exact quote. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, but, but his own version of that. He wants to evolve into an Anthony <laughs> Yo, he would have to have the full-on transgender surgery for it to evolve into his type of that game. Yeah. Well, first off, you missing you missing the biggest part of this, OB Austin. The biggest part of this is he's trying to transform his game into guys that are younger than him. That he, Yo, he's, he's there old. He's fifteen he's years in. Talking about evolving his game in the And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that those dudes probably looked up to him, but now he's saying, "I want to be like them." Yo. Listen, Jim. Fifteen years in, what coach is going to let Dwight Howard start dribbling? What coach is going to let Dwight Howard start shooting? Yo, this is this is like, the, on, this man. is the equivalent. 
Yo, this is the equivalent of the old head on the block who's like 61, but he got on Balenciagas and a white T-shirt, and he like, you know, got his um tight pants with his like, belt showing, like, yeah, like, you know, damn near 40 still running from cops. Like, this is, this is, that, this is the equivalent of that. That type yeah, of that like, old head. The, the type of old head. But do we not hear something like this? 20 years younger. Do we not hear something like this from Dwight every year, though? Remember before he played for the, the Hornets, he said he was working on his three-point game. I remember. He was sitting at the table. Um, I think it was at the finals before before last season. He was at the table with Paul Pierce and Scottie Pippen telling them that he's working hard on his three-point game so he can extend his career. And they were sitting there, yeah, you know, man. acting like it was a cool thing. Yo, he shot – one no. for seven from three-point range as a Charlotte Hornet. Yeah. And he shot six Yo, for man. 63 for his whole career. I know y'all, 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 hard, not, y'all, y'all might not, y'all not, all bless that dude, y'all might not cop to this, but if I, any of us were on an NBA coaching staff and Dwight Howard shot a three, y'all wouldn't <laughs> punch him in the face. But let me let me let me uh I don't even want I don't even want to call this playing devil's advocate. I just want to give a different perspective. Um, <laughs> Dwight Howard was very dominant early in his career, so dominant that a lot of us thought he was player. about to be the next the next becoming of. Uh, he was like <clears throat> playing at Shaq level that year that they went to the finals. He played out of his mind, and I thought he was going to be a superstar. Now he got injured, and he really hasn't had the same explosiveness since he's been injured. And to me, it's like this boy is just trying to prolong his career and get paid, which is why he doesn't mind going from team to team to team. And he gets opportunities because of just how dominant he was back then. So my man said, I'm trying to extend my career. All it means is I'm trying to collect these checks as long as humanly possible because I'll never be the player that I once was. Um, Because he lost the one thing that made him so dominant was of how explosive he was. You take that away, what else do you have left? Because he never really had moves or an amazing skill set, but he was probably the most, he's one of the more younger explosive players in the league. Kind of, it's kind of funny. He still is a 20 and 10 guy. As crazy as that sounds, he's still, he's still, well, 18 and he 10. He hasn't scored, yeah, but he hasn't scored 20 and 10 since he lost since that injury though. Like before the injury, he was above 20 and 10. Like way he's still been a the, solid the, player. That's the thing. Like he, He's been putting up Christian Leitner numbers. And for those that think I'm joking, like Christian Leitner really put up these type numbers. But um, so he's been a solid pro. When Christian Leitner was in the NBA, I think people really really forgot about that. But see, Christian Leitner suffered from the same thing without the injury. Christian Leitner was such a great college player that, yo, but he was, Christian Leitner might be top three college player of all time. Like just from a college level. As much as you can say that, but you can't. So, so it's like the same thing, kind of like. So, no matter, even though Dwight's been a solid pro, it's like that promise that he showed that year when he was jumping out the building and throwing everything defensively. He was dunking on everybody. Like, he doesn't have that explosiveness. So now he's just Let's, now he's Eric Dampier. I'm gonna read y'all something that's a shame though, because in Charlotte, his one year in Charlotte, and he started, he played 81 games, started 81 games. He averaged 16 and a half points and 12 and a half rebounds. And we talk what about this that? dude like he's washed. But 16 and 12 yeah, and a half, if you don't play like the big men of today that they want you to play like, 
then it doesn't mean anything. They still think you're a dinosaur, even if you're putting up numbers. Because there are all-stars yeah, but I mean, with worse because, numbers because look at it this than, way. than him. All-star big men with worse he, numbers. He, he averages better than Clint Capella, if I'm not mistaken. What's Capella's numbers? Everybody averages better than Clint Capella, but he's the type of dude <laughs> Yo, that I they want these days. Yo, they like stretch fours and fives. Like everybody gotta be stretched. Like yo, shout out to the Europeans who just come over and dominate the league. They colonize. Well, Clint Capella like, can't really Like so, it's either or. You either want that stretch four, or you just want like that that lob dude, that dude that you can just throw lobs. Yeah, yeah, what they call them, rim runners. They call them rim runners or something like that. Well, that's DeAndre what Dwight used to be, but Dwight can't jump like he used to. DeAndre Jordan. Um. Uh, well, Serge Ibaka tried. He was that, and then he's all of a sudden he became a three-point shooter. So, yeah, um, it's like now came from the mold of Tyson Chandler. You only have to weigh 185 pounds. You run to the rim, catch lobs, you block shots, and you play good defense. Clint Capella averaged 13.9 and 10.8 assists, and he just yeah, got so broke Dwight off. And up, Dwight so Howard, technically, so technically, Dwight put up better numbers than him. He's new. That's what I'm telling you. But if he doesn't play that style, they don't care what he's doing because they're thinking he might be putting up numbers, but he's slowing down our offense because he's still trying True. to play that methodical back-to-the-basket big man type thing. So he, he's slowing True. down offenses, but he's getting buckets and getting rebounds. And he getting – and he's and, and to, to be – you know, his reward is being on his fourth team in four years. Clint Capella just got $80, $90 million. Yo, and has no. Those are the worst skills. dudes to play against. So, like, I used to hate dudes like that on the playground. Dudes that played like a Tyson Chandler, like who didn't have any interest in shooting. Cause and they were the also the dudes, dudes to play Jimmy, against. that you hated to play in a shirts and skins game because they was touching you too much. <laughs> They'd be all over you, and like, yo. <laughs> Punch yo, me in your face, Clint Shirts and skins, yo. Shirts and skins was trash, man. <laughs> no, it was nasty. Yo, I, I thought was, that I even before already, I got fat. It wasn't even about me being yo, fat. Yo, <laughs> yo, me too, dog. Even I was in the best shape of my life. I hated it because listen, I was already a terrible defender. I was, a, I was, a, I was a terrible defender. So you gonna try to like post me up when you ain't got no shirt on? Like, come on, cuz you can have this fuck. You get serious. Hey, and back then, on, you know, son. that's you know, post up, posting up was in back then. So they, cause they watching all these, yeah, 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 Larry Johnson the and Charles Barkley like, on TV. Yeah, they the cats want to get in the post shot, back you down, and dribble 84 times with the Mark Jackson type jump. I'm like, look, man, either I'm going to let you go by and knock the ball out, knock the ball out from behind, or you're going to get this free layup because I'm not going to sit and let you just sweat on me, dog. Paul. Back to Dwight. That is, that is very interesting when you pull up his numbers because, like I said, it's, it's the same thing, though, is that when you see someone that was like, man, and the next thing you know, is is average numbers like, you know what I mean? It's like if Anthony Davis got hurt and he came back and averaged like seventeen and twelve, we'd be like, yeah, but you was putting up twenty five, fifteen, ten and six before. Like, you know, he set the bar high, and it's, you know, he's a. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, he's a victim of his own success. But even that has allowed him to kind of like be around. Like, he's going to play for several more years. Yeah, and the what, funny thing um, is, he might still he might still end up in Springfield. He might still end pretty up much. There. His resume, his first half resume, might have put him in there already. Yo, is Lakers well, in the Hall of Fame? Who? No. No, no. I think his like, college I, I, career. I was wondering he's what definitely his college, in the college, what his college career. 
Yeah, the college all the time. I thought that was not in the college is a separate one. I thought the Naismith was everything. No, they 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 have a college Hall of Fame, but they but the, that is everything. They have a the the Naismith encompasses everything, but you still have a just college joint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In front of the building on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, just like Jimmy said, no matter how much you hate him or his. Um, there's no way that you can deny what he was as a college player. Yeah, the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame is in um, Kansas City, Missouri. So nobody visits Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. Shout, shout, shout out to, shout out to the homie um, uh, KT Mack, though. <laughs> Even he moved out of there. KT Mack. Yeah. I know you listening, KT Mack. You ever been, you ever been to that Hall of Fame, y'all? Probably like I ain't been home in like anyway. sixteen years. All right, so yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, before we take some calls, uh, Bruce Bowen is out as the Clippers TV analyst because of criticism on an XM radio show about uh, Kawhi Leonard. Now we're gonna link this Yo. in a minute. I'm gonna give you his quotes. He said, "I think there's nothing but excuses going." First it was, well, I was misdiagnosed. Look here, you got $18 million this year, and you think they're going to rush you? You didn't play for the most part of a season, a full season this year, and you're the go-to guy. You're the franchise. And you want to say they didn't have your best interest at heart? Are you kidding me? And he said, I think he's getting bad advice. I think what you're starting to see now is an individual given a certain amount of advice, and it's not advice. It is. You were protected in San Antonio. You were able to come up during a time lean on Tim in Tony Parker radio show. It wasn't anything terrible. Then you break it up a little bit, bro. Clippers. Okay. Uh, still breaking up? Yeah. Let me go to the... Yeah. My bad. So, right, um, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. So, so what I... The link is, you guys know that the Clippers think that they're still in the running for Kawhi since, you know, all accounts say it's going to be a one-and-done thing in Toronto. So to protect their interests and, you know, still try to get him to come there in free agency 2019, they let Bruce Bowen walk after his contract was up instead of renewing it as the TV analyst. Yo. Is, is that a smart business move, or do you yeah. not even see them as having a legitimate shot enough to be Out, doing this kind of stuff, or is nah, it the Clippers out, being the Clippers? Outside of being funny, this is a funny story. It's funny. But, yo, this might be one of the corniest things. Yo, I hope the Clippers never win another game. I mean, they don't win too many as it is, even when they yeah, got anyway. good. But, yo, you know. When I first when I first heard the story, I thought I thought it was bananas like everybody did. But then I looked into it. He was in the middle of negotiating when he did all this. Like so, they 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 um he wasn't under contract anyway. They just decided we're not even going to sign you back at this point. And the yeah, one thing that he never it. did, <clears throat> yeah, the one thing that he never did when he was doing this is kind of cop to the fact that he has a San Antonio bias. Like he's part of that culture community. The boy still lives in San Antonio. 
So it is not that he just said this. He's been very, he's been, yeah, how about that? He's been very, according to what I read at least, he's been very slanderous to the ball throughout this entire process leading up to this. But he's acting as if he's being objective when everybody knows that he doesn't have an objective bone in his body. He can't. He's a power huh. cycle. Not saying yeah. that he's getting an excuse to do that, but I just think that there's more to the story than him just like saying this and they just fired him because he said this. It's a combination yeah, of the a couple things. But I'm not. Kawhi Leonard doesn't play for the L.A. Clippers. No way he probably ever. But it's absolutely but, true. But I think, but, but, to me, that's the On Ill- one side, even though it is corny B, yeah, you can kind of see, like, look, man, if we think we even have a shot at this franchise player, if we have somebody in this organization that's dogging them all the time, like, our our 5% shot is going to go down to zero. So you can kind of tell, but it, it, it's definitely And I started thinking about it. Uh, to me, the illest part about this whole story is is that Kawhi ruined DeMar DeRozan's life. He ruined um, this boy's <laughs> life, and he ain't said one. And he ain't said one word. He wrote a week. He wrote a week ass thank you. Yo, my man said everybody's life. He ruined cash life without even saying anything. So you really can't blame him for this. But um, (laughs) and another thing I wonder is like, so I was asking people because they were going in. I'm like, well, let me ask you a question. This was LeBron James. They had a chance to get in next year, but they fired someone that was saying slanderous things. Is you a problem with it? No, that's LeBron. So it's not what they did. It's who they did it for is what I'm finding out that – not saying you guys. I know you guys don't care about that. No, I don't But care. most people that seem to have a problem with that is because of who it is. If it was KD, yeah, I even ask that question too. But you know what, KD or LeBron. Most people you know, If it was LeBron, if it was LeBron, and I understand what you're saying about other people. If it was LeBron, I would probably even be harder on the Clippers because my whole argument would be like, hey, LeBron ain't coming to the Clippers. They all fire people for no reason. So not, but, and, but this is true. But this, and I think the same thing about him. The only reason that they may have a, per, a tiny percentage is because he's from L.A. I don't know how it's going to play out in Lakerland this year. Something could happen that could turn him off, and he still just wants mm-hmm. to go home. Now, here's the crazy so, part. So. We've seen teams in the past fire coaches and GMs and everything with the anticipation of a player. This is a TV analyst. This is how much I think he was making anyway. Like this is nothing. Yeah. And no, so yeah. Many, I mean, so but they they thinking this dude, his job is to let his too. hands go, but we can't have him letting his hands go on the dude that we're gonna go after the most next year in free agency. Or if you or if you let your hands go, like talk about the fact that listen, I'm Mr. Spur and I'm gonna say these things. Like you know what I'm saying? Like don't act like you know I'm being objective here. You know, guys, I'm just being honest. Like you know. You know what's going to happen, though? Kawhi going to choose somewhere else. The next person they hire going to be critical of Kawhi, and they're going to encourage it, and they're going to let him let his hands go whenever he feel like it. Absolutely. Bruce Bruce Bowen going to be salty that he ain't got no job. Yo, (laughs) if I was was Kawhi, I would make them line up rose petals whenever I was coming to L.A. Well, you think I'm coming? They're going to do that anyway. You if need to have Kawhi, five would... servants and a train of camels and elephants to parade me. My feet Yo. should never touch the ground when I'm in L.A. If y'all want me here if, as a clipper, I would make them do Kawhi, anything. If I'm Kawhi, I'm trolling Bruce Brown, and I'm going to send him a thank you letter that says thank you. <laughs> or bye-bye. You're your own damn self-fired. <laughs> All right, so uh... – Let's take a take a quick call. 
I see the the homie Rob. He was on the line. He hung up. He called back. See what you want to talk about real quick before we continue these hot topics. Rob out in Cali. Ironically, we were just speaking about some Cali stuff. You're in the war room, good brother. What's up? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. It's your boy Big Rob, a.k.a. Silent Bedelli, even though I'm in the library. I still got a lot of energy, man. What's up, man? Before I talk about my Eagles, man, play that track. Man, play that track, yo. This boy be calling them a request. I got, I gotta play the track. If this gonna be a a, a thing, you gotta let me know. I'll have it ready for you a little quicker. <laughs> my, I got my you. Fault. Don't worry about it. I got you. Y'all, I just want to say real quick that the newest, the newest lead singer of Queen, uh, his significant other is is, is straight puss. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all even get that, but I'll explain later. You know, if y'all want me to, because Queen has a new lead singer, and he's a boy that's um, you know, with the other side, and he messes with the boy Sam Smith who slandered Michael Jackson this week. We'll get into that another time, though. Oh, oh I, didn't, yeah. I didn't hear about the the Jackson slander. Oh, you didn't hear oh, about yeah. that? The boy got caught. The no. boy got caught like <clears throat> they was on vacation or something, and the boy, uh, his name Adam Lambert, the boy from American Idol. He's the new lead singer of Queen. Adam Lambert um, is the new lead singer of Queen. Oh yeah, yeah. Sammy so, came up. Um, <laughs> he came up. He came up crazy, right? So anyway, so Yo, him and the boy Sam big. Smith. Him and the boy Sam Smith are like um some sort of uh you know um out uh <laughs> out dot com power couple. So. They were on vacation or something, and the boy was um posting like an IG jump, and in the background, yo, and in the background, Smith says like, I don't really, I don't really like Michael Jackson, but this song is good. Talking about human nature. So, yo. so after that, yo, you know the internet let him, they gave him all kinds of work, like, yeah. yo, even Sam like, Smith even is a good like, artist, but you got to be all that to dismiss Mike dog, like it was that. Actual, like, Recording artist legends and I and I'll show you some of the tweets later who went at went at his neck calling him a one hit wonder don't you ever disrespect Mike like dog. I mean people let their hands Jim, like, Jim I'm looking at a headline that says singer Stephanie Mills fully gathers oh Sam God, Smith yo, for yo, saying he doesn't like yo, yo first of all, is that a new way to say drag? She fully gathered him. Like yo, <laughs> is that the new yo, word I gotta say? Listen, yo, she gathered first him. First off, first off, first off, who knew Stephanie Mills was active online? That's one thing. Stephanie yeah. Mills got some classics. That's one thing. Two, mm-hmm. she told the boy, "Y'all come in here taking our music." Like she called the boy basically a colonizer. Um, she she yeah she let him have yeah. it. But anyway, All right, Rob, Rob, what's I up, man? What you want to say? But, you know. I mean, all I gotta say to that is, only one whoever can criticize Michael. Passed away a couple of years ago. That was Prince. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Prince. You know they they had a back and forth going on. You know what I think? What I think Michael did a backhand compliment trying to invite him to, to be uh, Wesley Snipes in the in the front in the, in the, in the video bag. But that's that's he didn't hear over there. Yeah, you know? Prince don't bust his gun. What's up? What do you you want to talk about the Eagles? <laughs> Prince be busting the chicks. My fault. Go ahead. I just I just I just he bust them draws. <laughs> Yo. While wearing yeah. them draws. <laughs> Yo. 
Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, man. I, 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 I do want to ask a round table. I, I just want to ask for reminiscing real quick since we're facing the Patriots. Where where were you during the Super Bowl, and at what what at what was the reaction when the moment where uh, Tom Brady had butterfingers in the fourth quarter? You asking me or be Austin? Both, all all three, all three, but but really be Austin and uh and Dad. Oh, I w- I was in my basement with about twenty. Eagles fans, and it was crazy. It sounded like a stadium in that joint. And, you know, the Butterfinger moment, it kind of, you know, it kind of seemed like that was it. <clears throat> it was sealed. So, you know, it, <clears throat> somebody in the back of the room started chopping onions or something like that. So, I, I don't know, my eyes got a little warm and watery. But the Patriots being who they are, though, even when you think it's completely sealed up, they still somehow give themselves a chance to to stay in the game. So it kind of, it, it, even if you waited 40 years like me, it kind of tugged at your emotions a little bit because you thought you you could start letting it go and you can you can breathe easy and stop being so tense and then these dudes still take it down to the very you know, last play. You know we deal. You know we deal a lot in hyperbole uh, on this show, but I did ask. And waiting for someone to call me and tell me, "Oh no, the Patriots really won." Y'all ain't won. <laughs> He's still waiting for that. I'm, I'm still I don't waiting. Know I'm what still y'all waiting. Watched. I go back. I go back and watch that game, and I'm waiting for a different outcome. Like I still can't believe <laughs> that we are the world champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Like I still am waiting for some. Nah, nah, practical joke. Jokes on you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm waiting, but. Rob, I was in uh I was in my living room, uh, in my zone and I ran outside and I live, you know, kinda towards the, the end of the block and there's a cul de sac and I ran around that cul de sac about three times during that game and there's neighbors that haven't spoken to me since. Like they don't they don't with me. But that's cool. I like it that way. Yo and and Rob, if you want me to answer, I was in the crib um, watching Flash on Netflix, trying to see if uh, Barry was going to find out who Savitar really was, and whether he was going to have to leave and go to Earth Three to figure out what was going on. And I also had my phone in my hand, and I was du- I was double tapping buns on IG. But like my whole house shook when everything happened because people was literally in the street screaming because you know I'm in the city. So like I'm, I'm not I'm not joking like the whole house shook like the whole because everybody just left the street so I kind of knew what it was and I didn't watch one snap still to this day. <laughs> I feel you man I feel you man I was, uh, thank you thank you for all y'all I was at I was at the bar and uh, Eagles bar it was Eagles bar so definitely bar and there was um. There was a lot of Eagles fans out there, Rob. When I came out there for the Rams game, that stadium had to be like it had to be like sixty-five, thirty-five in favor of Eagles fans. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, because no comment because like LA is a basketball town. It doesn't make any sense to have a football team here. So people just pick who they like since they. Yo, there's a lot of lot of Eagles fans, a lot of essays out that joint. Can we say that? 
That's cool, right? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> a lot of a lot of essays out there with the with the green on. That was right, for so the gang. That wasn't that was for that gang. That wasn't for us. <laughs> so what well, do you um, what do you think they're gonna do this year, right? What do you think the regular season record gonna be? What do you think they do in the playoffs if they make the playoffs? Real quick, because we gotta we gotta roll out. I can't I I can't say because it's just preseason. You know I got I got I gotta see half the preseason going in the first going to the first game because you know we have you know injuries do happen and it changes the team right. But I will say is I oh I was going I strictly know, on roster because I don't watch preseason football so I couldn't tell you what the hell was going on in preseason. It is it it, <laughs> it, it, it it's gonna depend on. Because everybody's going to come back healthy, but it's going to depend on how the DBs are. The line is going to end uh, in Michael Bennett case because uh, in the first, I'm going to leave the third thing for last. Because the DBs, I don't know, me and B often go back and forth. But the thing is, is that in that Super Bowl, I understand, and I always say this. I could live with Gronkowski getting all up in the face, egg all up in our face. I don't care, you know, because Gronkowski is Gronkowski. But I can't live with Chris Hogan or any of the other clowns, you know what I'm saying? They're not all pro. So, they're a good young group, man. They just have to work on consistency. That's all it is. You have to remember how young the group is. They're, they'll be all right. I mean, shoot, they played well enough to be a strong unit on a Super Bowl team last year. Just expect them to get better. They'd be they'll be all right. No, no, no. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not judging the D B. I'm not talking about the And your man playing high, this year and, and they real high, high on him. Off the charge. I'm talking they about the Sydney Jones. Yeah, Sidney Jones, they real high on him. It's like, it's it's the coaching. You when you back up eight yards off the ball and the Patriots were doing twelve yard routes. And they were just getting open, like open sesame. You know, it it built some. It's a big pile. Rob, Rob, we won the Super Bowl, man. And, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't valid. I'm just saying take a breath. You're used to being an Eagles fan. We're used to trashing <laughs> them and everything they do. Dog, they won the Super Bowl. Let them get a little. You know what I mean? Let's let's give them. Let's be grateful for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and just let yeah. them dudes live for a minute. If they start, you know, being crazy and doing stupid stuff again, then that time will come. But for now, you got me queuing up the song every time you call. You know what it is. They won the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. <clears throat> that joy is, shouldn't be out of your heart yet. I, I, yo, well, yo, the funny thing is, like, our brother Rob is 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 almost like a true <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles fan because he's negative. You so you born like you can't appreciate. We are the world champ. Like we could have four in season. We won even though we ain't play nobody in Germany. We the world champ. We the world champions, man. You know, you know, universal. You know, you know, you know what? I will, I, I, I will say these last two things. I wish we had both Scamber. Both scamber from Alabama because I told people when we got Jay Ajayi, uh, the elite second Chronicles, 
Kalashko 13, the power of dreadlocks. I just think that the power of dreadlocks is upon me. I guess we talk young. You know? And I will say this, shout out to Amy, because while I was at that Eagle Bar during the Super Bowl, every time the Eagles made a touchdown big play, this, this, yeah, this Snow Bunny, who was a Marine, actually, no, she was an officer. She was an officer, by the way. You know, she kept jumping in my arms, you know what I'm saying, the whole time. So, yo, I, you know, <laughs> I he's going to get something after the game. All right, man. We yeah, holler at you next week, though, man. We got to roll, all right? My old kiss on the mouth, but, you know, that's me here there. But, you know, y'all take it. <laughs> all right, take it easy, man. Peace. All right, Rob. Yeah, man. My thing is, even though we do this, you know, every week, B, and as the season approaches and we start doing football previews and stuff like that, people are going to be asking us technical questions about the Eagles. Yo, they're going to be mad at me because I'm, you know, they're going to be like, so what do you think the Eagles need to improve on? I'm like, man, Eagles on the Super being Bowl. Better, being, <laughs> you, you, you're going to be being a better Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I, I, I just don't have it in me for criticism and critique right now. And I should. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we At some point, we're going to have to do our jobs, but you know, it ain't time to do that yet. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. <clears throat> Last few uh, hot topics before we move on, man. Um, two quick basketball things. Mellow, there's talk that Carmelo Anthony is going to have to come off of the bench for the Houston Rockets. Um, TMZ ran up on Melo and asked him, and he was like, all right, you know, just let it play out. Like, nobody's really said that. And then, uh, according to, to Woj, he said Carmelo will have a chance to compete for a starting spot in training camp, but could ultimately come off the bench based on what Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni decides is best for the team. Do you guys see any way that they ask Carmelo Anthony to come off of the bench? I I could I could see it if um Antony wants to be a little disrespectful and really stick to his system and all of that, but the reality is he's competing against Gerald Green. And Gerald Green can jump really high and he's developed a nice little jumper. Gerald Green is no one starting small forward in the NBA. So I, I don't I think Melo's gonna redeem himself. I think we I think the 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 reports of his demise are a little uh we're a little misinformed and I, I messed that quote all up but I I I, I, I don't I <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah you tore that apart. <laughs> yeah I, I, I brutalized it. I got CTE. I apologize. Brutalizer. Brutalizer. Accelerator. <laughs> so I, I, I can't really see it. Like, you know, the talk is out there. Um, the talk was even out there last year. Melo was like, you know, I ain't coming off nobody's bench. I think on this team he would be more receptive to it if it happened, if it had to happen. But I don't I don't see it happening, man. Like you said. Anybody, you know, anybody take a No, it, it, you know what's crazy about I, that is? Like At the end of the day, he's still I, I Carmelo Anthony, man. <laughs> and it's interesting because, to me, like, it's not even a matter who starts. It's a matter who finishes. Like, Jamal Crawford doesn't start, but he's at the end of every game, especially when it's close. He's same, a different same with, uh, No, matters. same with Lou Willville. Now, again, I'm naming the, 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 the best six men in the league. But what I'm saying is if you're that good, yeah. it doesn't Melo ain't coming off the bench with that, that type of energy, though. I don't think he'd be and able to do off the true. bench with that. And, but to B. Austin's point, B. Austin, I actually hope you're right. 
because I watched a lot of him play over the last two seasons, and it's kind of depressing because he's been like a shell of himself. And I don't know whether it's a situation, whether he has just, like, fell off that way. I mean, he still gets buckets from time to time. But, like, no. the old Melo was, was like, you throw it in the Melo, and it's like a toolbox. You're going to get everything that you want. And the new Melo was That's like, the thing. i got to pick my spot. I think because Melo, I think because he can score any which way, like it kind of makes us, it kind of makes people forget that Melo might be kind of getting aged out of the game too. And I'm not even talking about just his age, just the way he plays. Melo kind of slows down a team in an era where basketball is sped up a little bit. And I'm not even talking about like fast break, showtime type speed up, but you know, there's not a lot of throwing it into the post and letting somebody go to work. Like, if you're ISOing, you're ISOing out top. You, you know, you, it's a lot of driving kicks. It's just I, I think he might also be a victim of what a lot of the, you know, traditional big men are victims of, even though he has a well-rounded offensive game and can do more things. Melo was never quick with his feet, you know what I'm saying? So he's not really beating yeah. anybody off the dribble these days. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he's either spotting up and shooting or, or, or getting in the post. His game, his, don't game play from the post his game isn't conducive to what the NBA now is, a running gun league. Right. Um, you know, the, the NBA has been colonized by the Europeans, like all of Africa. Um, slow it down. Anyway, but no, um, <laughs> but, but at the same time, at the same time, it, yeah, definitely, that was bars. But um, it's, it's, it's crazy Don't because, DeMarco. like, Melo is Melo is like pretty much he came around too late. If Melo played in the eighties, Melo might be like a, a goat contender because that's when he would be Bernard his, King. His, his, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, possibly. But what I'm saying is like his game he just fit, he doesn't fit into. I get what Dev is saying about that. Um, so it's interesting to see because the team he's going to is one of the the the, the guys that play this way the most. Like it's. it's it's a weird fit, like him even going there with with uh, Anthony, as we call him, being the head right. coach, playing the system. I mean, they what played. they did in New York. Even him going there together. is kind of weird. Yeah, it didn't work together, and they had nothing but bad things to say about each other when it ended. So it's <laughs> like even him going there was kind of weird. Like on paper, they're a contender, yes. And I guess it's like if I go here and not the Warriors, I don't, I don't look like I'm chip chasing, but when I'm low-key, I'm low-key chip chasing. I'm chip chasing a little bit different. All right, you know now, I mean? like, this is, even even though this next thing is five people, we got to talk about it quickly so we can stay on track. But Bleacher Report put out their list of the five most overhyped NBA players going into the 2018-2019 season. And that list consists of DeMarcus Cousins, Golden State, <clears throat> Zach Levine, Chicago Bulls, Josh Jackson, Phoenix Suns, Kawhi Leonard, Toronto Raptors, and uh, the king of the league, um, Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics. Now, is the, I might have said him first, but I don't, I don't know. But um, is there anybody, first of all, on this list that you guys disagree with before we get into no, the reason no. that it could be? No. I mean, and it, and it might not be your top five because I don't think any of us sat down no. and think about I don't the top think, five like, list. For me, for me, but can you see I, I guess, I guess, these dudes being overhyped? Yeah, 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 I guess you are. With the exception of one guy, and, and, and maybe that's that's my circle, I, I, I see a lot of overhyping of DeMar, um, um, 
my cousin. You he already know how I feel about Tatum. Yeah, exactly. I think you that's the reason he's Tatum. on the list because, yeah, like they don't even know when dude's going to play and how effective he's going to be. But because of his name, we're putting the Golden State Warriors up there in the pantheon of greatest teams ever, like including dream teams and all that stuff because now, they just added DeMarcus Cousins who might not even me, contribute. The interesting <clears throat> one to me is, is, is Zach Levine because I don't ever heard anybody hype him up other than his contract. And also – I think that's all Josh it could be. Jackson. Josh Jackson is interesting to me because maybe it's, maybe it's my circle, but no one really talks about Josh Jackson. Like I haven't heard yeah. he's about to have a breakout year or he's going to take it to the next level. Like we don't talk Josh Jackson in my circle, like whether I'm on Twitter or wherever. Like I haven't heard Josh Jackson. All the rest of the guys, I've heard the hype. I haven't heard the hype with Josh Jackson or Zach Levine other than Zach Levine's bread. Yeah, yeah, I I've heard, I've heard exactly. here because Zach Levine wasn't even getting a lot of offers when he signed the offer sheet. So Yo, you know, he was like, who's overhyping him besides his contract? Again. But I guess when Zach Levine gets uh, seventy-eight million dollars, I guess you have to put him somewhere on Yo, the list. Yo, who were the Bulls <laughs> negotiating against? Like, what was going on there? Like, no, they did a they did I'm a like, couple of those because why? Why does Jabari Parker get twenty million dollars a year? Like why and how and that's not a knock. No, I love the LA Fitness. He that guy. That's why. Yo, I love I love Jabari's game. I love his game. No, I mean, but the Bulls, in in all actuality, they had to negotiate against somebody because remember he was a restricted free agent. So the Kings had signed him to a uh, the offer sheet, so they had to match it. So they had one suitor, (laughs) basically one person to. Jabari and Parker is from Chi-Town, though, right? So that's like a hometown. I know he had a huge following in Chi-Town, and he's like um, a yeah. life fitness legend out there, too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He's just not from that area. Yo, he the best He's a legend at the University of though. Central Illinois, and he never went there. He'd be in their gym wreaking havoc, though. <laughs> yo, he was in, yo, he was in their gym looking like LeBron, though, wasn't he? So I was like, yo, who this boy? All right, so why is... <laughs> Why is Kawhi Leonard on the list? Is it for the same reasons that Boogie Cousins is on the list? Because I mean, but he should be back yeah. from his injury. I would People think he was on this list because he hasn't played in a year. You don't really know if he's going to be the same player, and the fact that he's probably upset at where he is. Like, is he going to play hard? Is he going to play at all? Here's <laughs> he my thing: Kawhi Leonard. For Kawhi year. Leonard is the official <clears throat> bad guy of the league at this point. Like. You right. like watching wrestling and you see somebody turn heel because he was like one of the more beloved guys because he played in pop system. He was understated. And it's funny how when he was going along with the flow and playing with Duncan and all of them, he didn't say anything. That was an honorable trait. But now that he's out of there and he's still not, he's not he doesn't change. Like he's been a talkative person, but now that's like the most negative thing I see people talk about him. He's got to say something. He's got to do this. You loved him for being quiet a couple years ago, though. Um, but he's turned heel, so he's the guy. He's like, in the words of uh, O'Shea Jackson, he's the he's the Libyan you love to hate. He doesn't say Libyan, but um, he's that <laughs> guy now. Um, so I'll be interested because he can take this one or two ways. He can either come out and just ball out of his mind cause he's on a good team. He's on a team that has the chance to win the Eastern Conference if he can like put up just what DeRozan did. Like they're right. a solid team, so he has that opportunity, or he can sulk and just like you know. Continue All right, so why is, um, why is Jason Tatum on this list? <laughs> um, Jason Tatum. Because he's on LeBron. 
I think the person that made the list is a secret LeBron lover. But nah, he he's I'm a I'm a I'm a lightweight fan of Jason Tatum. I like where it's going. He he's going to see the Wizards and the stages and the Imams to get his game better. I see it. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. He went to, I shake, he went to shake, shake Kobe Bryant. He went to shake Mach Al Bryant. Uh, I get it. I get it. But we are hearing a lot about what his potential is and what the result. It's almost like they're trying to hand him the keys, but we haven't really seen him cook the food yet to know that that dish is going to be a good dish. So I get but you know, where some people say he's a little overhyped. You know, B, this hype, the level of the hype wasn't there until the playoffs. And what I think people are failing to realize is Kyrie didn't play in the playoffs. Um, your man, uh, White Boy, didn't, uh, damn, was it Hayward, Gordon didn't Hayward. play Gordon. in the playoffs. So when they're at full strength, which still which makes them a very scary team because you still have dudes who are going to have to take a backseat like Tatum, like Jalen Brown, but when they're at full strength, are his touches even going to be what they no, are to no, keep up that type of production? Point. Like when that's he was averaging point. 13 points in the in the regular season, he was a good player, but he was an afterthought in the rookie of the year race. It was a two-man yeah. race in, in everybody's mind. He gets into the playoffs and gives the Sixers buckets, and then, you know, all of a sudden he's the next LeBron. So I definitely see why Jason Tatum is on this list, but it's going to be difficult for him to keep that kind of production up when you have, first of all, they're going to have to make a decision in the starting lineup Jaylen between him and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is out of He ain't up out of here right now. So right now they got to make a decision of minutes. They got a lot of good problems, yo. Right. They got to make a decision about minutes in the short term before somebody ends up getting up out of there. And Jalen Brown thing, averaged man. 18 points a game in the playoffs himself. So, and he's Yo, only now. what, what, a year older? So you gotta hype him just as much if you're hyping up Tatum like this. Listen, man. The oh, of who we supposed to work. <laughs> That's what we supposed to do. Now, if you wanna crown him, then crown your ass. My man said, "What? They already, they've already crowned him." Um, and it's interesting to me because. In order for that team to uh, reach his maximum potential, he's going to have to, like, not say take a step back, but, like, they're going to have to play like the Pistons, for Christ's sake. Even though they have they're, – they're a bomb squad. But imagine having, like, two, two starting fives that can just come in and get buckets and play defense. Like, that's what they have. If right. these guys are – a lot of these guys are going to have to, like, you know, sacrifice for the team if they're willing to and do Jim. that. But and to keep up any kind of production, anything near what he was doing in the playoffs, even the regular season, he's going to have to be more efficient now because the touches are going to be less. He's going to have to yeah, do that so on less touches and, you know, less offensive attention. In terms in terms of this list, is interesting to me because I didn't think they would put him on a list, but I've kind of been joking about this since the playoffs on our show, yeah. in our group chat, yeah. on Twitter, because – because, like, again, this is my circle again. In my circle, I'm seeing people – I've seen him compared to Larry Bird. I've seen yeah. him – they pretty much they pretty much said that he's going to be Could the he be the best guy. Celtic ever type stuff? Yes. Yeah, they're they saying that he is going to be – they're saying he's going to be the next king of the league. 
Like LeBron, when LeBron goes away, this is going to be the guy to carry the torch to be the face. Well, they're going to have to get Byrie out of there because Byrie ain't referring to nobody on that team. What's interesting about this is the the kind of call-off we live in, it could be worse with him than LeBron because he has all the Duke fanboys behind him. He's more marketable um, as as a light-skinned brother. So (laughs) it's kind of of weird, man. But, like, I was shocked they put it there, but they hit the nail on the head with that one. Like, he has to be. And that's no, no, like, slight of his game because when you make a list like that, what you can do is prove them wrong. You got to go out there and ball out and show them that, okay, now what? Yeah. All right, so quick stat of the week before we move on. Um, and this stat of the week is a flashback to September 12, 2004, when y'all man Jerome the Bus Bettis rushed. He had five carries for one yard and three touchdowns. That was a day that will always live in infamy in fantasy football. <laughs> because Jerome Bettis that season wasn't really producing. They were trying to, you know, do his he, – he was finally being the bus, and they were using him in goal line, stuff like that. So anybody who had him on his team, it was just for that reason. And without getting any damn yards, <laughs> this dude scored three touchdowns and had a nice fantasy day for somebody for no damn reason. Five carries, one yard, three touchdowns, and a 24-21 victory over the Oakland Raiders. So, shout out to him <laughs> yeah, for, that, for that stat line. That was that was brave, y'all. No. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> before Jimmy tells us what's go- what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, y'all know the deal. Y'all can check out the website at worldroomsports.com. But if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is three two three four one zero 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 one two. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to holler at the generals. All right. What happened this week, Blueprint? Yes, sir. It's definitely time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. And uh, for those who don't know, this is brought to you by Sports the Book. Just let's make it very simple. The greatest sports book ever written, um, you know. So if you want to get a copy of that, Go to sportsthebook.com or go to the hub, which is warroomsports.com, but you got to get it. It's the best sports book you'll ever read. But listen, man, we got to move on. Um, Kobe Dean Bryant, a.k.a. Black Mamba, a.k.a. Black I should have paid her like Shaq did. Um, <laughs> he made a $6 million investment in body armor, uh, which is now worth $200 million after Coke purchased a stake in the company. Um, so Kobe is out here. Uh, you know, getting his angel Very investor special. on, and having it like having success and doing that. You know, people talk yeah. about like uh, the advantages of uh, investing when you, you figure it. I saw a meme day. Someone actually put it in the meme. Like it took Kobe 15 years to make 200 million in the NBA, and it took him like four years to make it as an investor because <laughs> you know he made it a wise investment. But salute to Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, Spencer Haywood, Bryant Now, if you guys out there aren't um, familiar with Body Armor, it's basically it's a competitor to Gatorade, but it's supposed to be it's marketed as a healthier competitor to Gatorade. And um, Kobe was he was the fourth largest investor in the brand behind its co-founder. Um, his name is Mike Repole. Coca-Cola and Keurig Dr. Pepper. Um, 
until this minute, I didn't know that Keurig and Dr. Pepper were on the same team. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so shout out, shout out to them. But he was the fourth largest investor in the brand. Now, Coca, well, like I said, Coca-Cola stepped in and moved to uh, the second largest investor in the brand. And Kobe's stake, as Jimmy just told you all, went up from a $6 million investment to being worth $200 million. Now, I read some stuff, Jim. Uh, first of all, Body Armor is projected the top $400 million in sales in 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, on the court, throughout his 20-year career, Kobe made $328 million. So like Jimmy yeah. alluded to, he, he basically hit the lottery just now <laughs> for another mm-hmm. $200 million. But I heard with his NBA earnings during his career and his endorsement earnings, he's brought in like $650 million throughout his basketball career. Yeah. And then yep. you add this on top of not saying he's worth $650 million. That's what he's bought in. You know, he had to spend a lot he on that ring. Spent, so. he, 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 I'm about to say the same thing. He spent about a good $100 million trying to like fix things at home. <laughs> trying to get his wife back because then he gave her like four cribs and a ring. It, it was yeah, crazy back in the day. Yeah, to pay for the times that he thought about doing something wrong. Yo, but anyway. <laughs> so either um, way, life still happens. He still got bills. So we're not telling you that he's worth six hundred and fifty million, but that's how much he bought in. And then you put this on it. You know, we talk about a lot of other people out here. You know, Kobe one day might quietly be on his way to a billion. But I think after yeah. after after Mike, you know, doing it and making it there after his career. And then you have Kobe, who might make it there a little after his career, LeBron, who might make it there during his career. This might actually start to become the norm for the megastars in the NBA. Which is a good like, thing. They're going to take these blueprints. <laughs> but, he, but, here, but here's the key. How many of these guys are going to be le- able to leverage themselves into positions of power within the game that we dominate as cattle? Like, we can be the cattle right. and, and, and all this, but can you turn this into equity within the organization? Because here's the thing, like, I always find it interesting how, you know, we say all they teach our kids is sports and entertainment, which I get because we, we're a lot more than that. But at the same time, you we, can don't even that. Own, we don't even own those industries. To me, right. like, because we dominate that so well, we should be owners of that. Like, no, you know, it, which it, is why it, the Negro it, League was so not, important. Not simple, and I know that I take pot shots Simple in terms gener- of what? this generation and the times that we live in, but at no other time and point in history have people been able to leverage their personal brand as a business unto itself like today. Because in past, even if you had a huge following or a huge brand, you had to go to someone else to figure out how to leverage and work that, and the value wasn't placed but, but on it. You had to give something up in going to other people. Now this, you're the able part to of that def- is true, but also part of that is cats didn't even ask for it in the past, and even when it was offered to them, they said no. Give me the money, a la Spencer Haywood. Like so, even when cats had opportunities, if you read Doctor J's know, book, they didn't know what that opportunity. They didn't know that but they was looking at the moon and the stars. But that's but that's what Dev is saying though. Dev is saying now that yes. they know that it's a difference. So I don't think it's just a matter of. The time's changing, and they weren't offered that. First off, even when they were offered, they turned it down. Like, Will Chamberlain mentioned several companies that offered him steak, and he's like, give me the cat. Same with Dr. J. Same with a lot of the older stars, because a lot of these companies were doing this as a way to save money because they didn't have money. Um, so 
So, but now that people have seen this, seen the way that this works and see what you can do with this, and I think this is what Deb was saying, this might become the new norm. But I, I think it's more than just the time that, you know, they're getting the opportunity. Because even in the past, when given the opportunity, they didn't see the value. Now people will see the value because of a LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan, Jason Tatum, those kind of guys. <laughs> I saw you. He slid Jason Tatum right up in the piss Bar. off. <laughs> Jay Tatum is the new one. You the one. You the one, cuz. Right, what, else, what, else, what else happened besides Kobe hitting the lottery? Yeah. Big 200 in one <laughs> yeah, day. Oh, All right, I got a question about this story, man. Antonio Tarver, right? Um, yo, and by the way, shout out to Coca-Cola and Pepsi who run their operations like gangs because anytime any drink shows promise, they gobble them right up. Paul's like, mm-hmm. Powerade is owned by Coke. Gatorade. Get, I get down or lay down. Yo, didn't they grab like, vitamin water? Yes, they did. And Absolutely. what they tell you basically is like either you're going to sell us a stake in your company or we're going to make something that competes with your company and I put you out of business. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you said the equivalent of that. You said the equivalent of that. Yes, you did. You said the street version of that. But anyway, Get down move, later. On this next story. <laughs> move on to this next story. Um, Antonio Tarver of Rocky fame, um, shout out to Roy Jones, uh, is accused of punching <laughs> his girlfriend's son over a Waffle House bill. My Yo, with this is, yeah, you I told buy, that little not to order the extra bacon, man. Yo, like, you can order everything in a Waffle House for like forty-two dollars. So why are you doing this? That's one. Two. I thought we. I thought we weren't supposed to be visiting Waffle Houses no more, man. They beat up. They yeah, beat you're up, right. Uh, our people there. Because a whole family can eat there for forty-two dollars. That was. Hey, believe it or not, Jim. Earlier, that was my first thought too. I'm like, so first of all, you cooning? Because <laughs> we're not supposed to be at the Waffle House. Um, yeah, you so tell that this, to these Aggins. You tell that to these Aggins down here in Atlanta. I see, yo, there's more coons in Waffle House today than there was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they they think Southern people think Waffle House is is great. Like, I don't particularly think there's anything special about <laughs> yo, Waffle House. Yo, it's absolute garbage. So, you know, garbage. But when you, but when you think that highly of something, I, I understand the difficulty because if you know, you told me right now that. Chick Fil A's owner, you know, called us all niggas. I, Which I, he I, has. Know, I, I, I would ask, you know, what did y'all say to get him upset? You know, like, <laughs> like, like, what did y'all say to him? And he hasn't done that. B, don't don't be out there with the, with the rumors that be on websites that nobody's ever heard of. Fake news. He man. thought it. He thought it. <laughs> he probably thought it. But Yo, shout out to the who I think is on hold to get on the line, but he left a message in the group chat said that we city slickers don't know about Waffle House. It's fire. Um, Man, I ate. Last time I was at a Waffle House, I was in Atlanta, and Tisha, Tisha Campbell was in there. First, I was a little puzzled, but then I remembered that she and Dwayne Martin was having some money problems. She ain't um, got no money. <laughs> yeah, so she she was in there. And the only, matter of fact, three three times in my life I've been to Waffle House. Twice in Atlanta, one in like 96. One like three years ago, and one time there was there's one Waffle House on 95 near Philly, and the only reason I stopped there because I was in Philly, on my way back to uh, D.C. with a Southerner, and they saw it and got so hyped 
and made me stop the car. Yo, the southern, so. yo, southerners love it. Listen, I've been to Waffle House. <laughs> I don't get it. Weird. It's, it's, weird it's just regular old breakfast. There ain't nothing different than IHOP yo. and nothing. Denny's and yo. where we ain't supposed to go either. Denny's. Listen, man, it ain't better than IHOP. I, I go to listen. I go to Waffle House all the time because I do like some work in Virginia. No clip, but um. And it's a Waffle House down there. I frequent often, and I've also been to one in Atlanta as well. I've been to one in Atlanta as well, and to me, it's like it's not trash. I mean, I'm not calling it trash because I did say it was trash. I, mean, I take that back. It's not trash, but it's just nothing special about yo, it. To me. Yo, I know about yo, Jimmy at Waffle House. Yo, that's what I'm saying. It's not yo, like I'm. I'm not saying it's trash or it's bad. It's I'm just, just saying average. it's not it's special like, about it. Yeah, yeah, nothing it's at all. Sonic. It's, like, it's, Sonic. It's, like, it's like going to Sonic. Yeah, Mad Sonic. Like, Sonic ain't trash, but it's like, yo, it's nothing special. Like, yeah, you know, shout I mean, out to all our southern listeners who uh, swear by it. It's not bad. Like, like if, it's a, if it's a Waffle House next to a Cracker Barrel, I'm probably going to the Cracker oh, Barrel, no even days. though it's called no Cracker days. Barrel. No days. No, no <laughs> days. I don't even. Well, we're not trying to go there either. I don't cracker even bell, see the Waffle bell. House existing. Bodies Waffle Cracker Barrel fire. Yo, yes, Cracker sir. Barrel French Toast Cracker Barrel French Toast got do <laughs> magic in it. Yeah, that's why when anybody try to tell me something foul about Cracker Barrel, I cut them off and just don't listen. But I gotta go I gotta go <laughs> pee. <laughs> I hop you know, Yo, I grew man. up on that so it's it, it's cool, but I hop they draw a lot with all the, the circus pancakes and the <laughs> I'm trying to put whipped cream and strawberry and chocolate chip faces on everything like at the I'm same always time. doing something crazy. Stuff French toast. The French toast be stuffed with, yeah. with whipped cream and they, they just do too much. They yeah. like the circus they are, don't, but don't nobody they make they a don't pancake better much, than them cats. <laughs> yeah, they're basic just regular right. pancake without all the bells and whistles. Man, listen. Anyway, listen. Um, right. Yo, how we get on this this tangent because Tarver punched Bo in his face. Yo, why? Like, what did he get on a tab that was that bad? Like, uh, did he try to skip out on like splitting it or something? Because he yo, he yeah. said because they were at the house arguing because they were at the joint earlier that morning and he was upset that her eighteen year old son couldn't pay for his own food, so they got to arguing about it and Dude said you know he stood over him and then punched him in his mouth. Um, Damn. <laughs> Tarver said. They got into an argument where it led to some tussling, and then dude fell on the floor and hit his mouth. That's what he told the cops. Yo, yo. Shout out to Cardi B, who um, was so uh, insecure that she showed her bench statement online, and she spent a half million dollars on an um, exotic car and then followed that up. Or have you look at her statement, I wanted to, um, the Waffle House, spending like $60. <laughs> <laughs> You talk about buy Rari and then drive it to the Waffle House. Yeah, yeah, right to the Waffle House. Yo, that is very, yo, that is very, very Atlantic. Yo, we don't usually take calls during this segment, but let's 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 get to the homie, especially since we're talking about some southern stuff. Let's get to the homie Tobias, who happens to be out in Arizona. (laughs) What's going on, good brother? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up? How you about the Waffle House, bro? Hey, man, I pull for Alabama football, so I ain't no point with me boycotting Waffle House. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yo, so, this is true. Yo, you ever punched anybody true. in the mouth over a tab at Waffle House? No. Hey, when I heard, when I saw y'all that story of Tarver, first thing I thought about was Melvin uh, punching Jody. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing that crossed Yo, my Jody. mind. Uh, Little Jody. Jody. 
<laughs> hey, but here's a, but. I want to call you guys first. I think Jalen Hurts skipped another pass or missed another open receiver. But anyway. Um, Jalen McNabb. Yeah, Yo, he trash. <laughs> hey, basketball, I saw that, that list of the most overhyped guys. Yes, I right. saw my boy Big Money Zach was on the list. Um, <laughs> but and that's but the only Tatum, reason. Yes, <clears throat> part of it is with Tatum, correct me if I'm wrong. They weren't huge. We all knew he'd be a good player, but they weren't super huge, unrealistic expectations on him. And look where the team he went to, the organization where he went to. This guy didn't go right. to the Kings. Like he a lot of these young no players going to go to die. Not much heavy yeah. lifting. No, but, you know, the dude has game. I don't want to sound like I'm bashing him. But, you know, after the playoffs, people just got crazy with it. And then everybody act like now – they knew he was, you know, at, they, everybody should have took Tatum before Boston picked. Hello? Why didn't the Sixers take Tatum? Why didn't the Lakers take Tatum? Now everybody, you know, was a Tatum when <laughs> was, a, was was on Tatum to be the number one pick after Dude was like well, consensus number one. Fultz was consensus number one for like three, four months. You saying get off his Tatum? Y'all lying? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, let the young brother breathe. Let the young brother breathe. That's all. But go ahead, Tobias. All right, Tobias. Tobias, Tobias done left Oh, yeah, Tobias. I think, I think, Ma- I think Matthew, oh, Matthew came and got him or something. No, he ran because he's he back on the line now. Tobias, what's up? All right, cool. We lost you for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, I missed it. I don't know what happened. But probably I was saying, like you were saying, like, like, look what the team – he had Kyrie Irving on that team already. You had a playoff-caliber team already with a big time – with a good coach. You had Gordon Hayward, who was an all-star level player, and an average Al Horford on the team. He didn't have to do all this heavy lifting like a lot of these young guys do who come into bad situations. He had a chance to just roll. And he was all right. He, it would have been cool if he was all right. So I think the lack of real, like, crazy expectations – him as well, well. He only got to play with Hayward. He didn't get to play play with Hayward at all because he wasn't even in the game yeah. when Dude got hurt. He hadn't even made his yeah, debut yeah. when he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, every, so everything he did was a bonus. But now, and one thing I talked to this cat at work, right? We got one of these uh, guys at work who's a big analytics guy, right? And I was talking about a three point shot. I was like, look, man, the three point shot first got in the NBA in 1979, 1980. I think Pistol Pete would have shot the three-point shot if it was around then. Uh, but I was like, these guys, I said, the, the great players. Jerry these, West would have too. If, yes, so if all these great players, if three. the game was then, they would have evolved it. <laughs> and, you know, and these guys, it's, it's like people make it like these players back then wouldn't evolve. Because times are different. You know, things are different, like me, like medical, training. So I remember when Michael Jordan was lifting weights just to get ready for the Pistons. They was like, basketball players shouldn't lift weights because it mess up your jumper. And that was not even – it was like 30 years ago now. <laughs> and now yo, you got guys lifting weights. Yo, I definitely remember that. I remember that. They made mm-hmm. a big deal out yeah. of that. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. The, the biggest yeah. deal they made out of it because he was doing it on mornings of the game too. Mm-hmm. Mike, yeah. Mike was tripping. You probably still shouldn't do that, but – <laughs> yeah, and like, and, and now you got LeBron and like the Zion Williams kid looking like Gronk out there, <laughs> you know. But and like, and like you guys are talking about like these players and endorsements and stuff. Part of it is also these players making a whole lot more money, even players even did ten plus years ago. 
They got a lot yeah. more funny money to throw around big and take the swing and miss. But here's the thing that a lot of I'll talk about yeah, the black it's all, community it's all, here. It's all relative. It's all relative though, because even when you know companies offer them things in the past, those companies didn't have the um the the, the market cap that they do now. So I mean, it's all relative because yeah. NBA athletes, in terms of salary, have been getting paid more than the average person going back to the sixties. And you know what, Jimmy? And like what I was getting ready to get at. Was that like those guys like Haywood, Dr. J's, the guy I was talking about? Now, I stick with mm-hmm. our people. Most of our people came up poor with not much, and we didn't have anybody mm-hmm. in our circles who knew anything about money. You know? Yeah, but that goes Except to Death's point, to death point too, though. Death's point is now yep. things are progressing, right? So that's yep. kind of what his point was, that now access to information changes things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always one person that has to take that leap. Like, we even talked about that with the whole social thing. You know, Michael Jordan being the first person to really be in that position, you know, you're going to take his mistakes and be like, all right, I'm going to do this better than him. And that's why LeBron and Richard listen, are, and his his social props are going to come way earlier than Michael Jordan's did. Uh, to me, after ESPN put out that 30 for 30 called Broke, if you go broke as an athlete after watching that, you deserve to. Yeah, something wrong with you. Hey, hey, and I said this before, because I know you got guys other things to get that, and they call your investment guy the next day and still ask for inflatable furniture. Something wrong. <laughs> and I'll say this. I know, you guys got, I know you guys got other people to get to and, like, other things to take care of. But those athletes mm-hmm. going broke. Here's the other thing also. Those baby mamas kill those athletes. And it's like you spend all that money after you're done playing. You still got to pay that child support. T.O. ain't the richest in the world. He got four baby mamas. Dwight Howard's gonna be broke. The dude got more baby mamas and post moves, and so this guy here is actually gonna. Get, <laughs> that stuff kills you more than anything, also, because that don't stop. And, and see, and, no, and I, y'all say this, I shut up. This is where you gotta have those people who've been in the game, kind of, you know, to say, hey, don't do this, because this is what happens. This will mess up your money for the kid, your kids, your family. That you yo, should the not OG, be yo, the, poor. Yo, the OGs in the game be like twenty four now, though. Yeah, and I say this, and I can say thanks for taking my call. But, guys, the problem is also these guys don't – like a lot of these guys still want to learn a hard way because there's no excuse if you have a God-given gift like that to come to leave that league in 10-plus years and still be in the same position you were before you got here. But, hey, you guys take it yeah. easy, and y'all have a good week, man. All right, man, you too. We talk to you next week. Yeah, Tobias bringing the fire as usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, he bringing that fire. But yeah, man. So that's a that's a crazy story about uh, we talking about money and, and the Waffle House bill. Um, Punching me. Let's talk about Dak uh, Dak Fiddler, aka Grits Dummy. Um, Dak <laughs> Dak Fiddler's pop was arrested for um marijuana. Uh, that's Dak Prescott for those who aren't to know who can't catch the reference because you know we got bars here, but um. Dak, you know, because Dak wants to make America great again, but his father was arrested for marijuana, so, um, you know. And his father um, black. So, I don't think Dak acknowledges that, and he probably feels his father is in a place where uh, he belongs, judging by who Dak is. Probably supports. true. Yeah, well, he was he was – he was uh, caught driving on the highway in, in Orange County, Texas, released after posting $500 bond. So Dak didn't want all of the protesting and all that to be a distraction. Uh, he he might have a few distractions now with his daddy's mugshot 
all over social media. So shout out yes, to Zach. Yes, Uncle sir. Um, another story, another story in the news real fast. Uh, South Florida Police Union, they're actually urging their members to boycott Dolphins games over player <clears> protests <throat> because um, they still don't want to acknowledge why the players are protesting, but, you know, they just want to <laughs> act mad and, and, you know, so. Yeah, we, we've seen this before. Um, but, you know, we had to give, definitely had to give Kenny Stills and Albert Wilson their props for having a police union be upset again and then their feelings um, wow. doing the Kiki Challenge um, over them protesting. Some, look, if you're a police officer, even though this is kind of about you, if you are a police officer or if your department or your city, if they're not out there shooting the unarmed black men, then there's nothing for you to be upset about because you're not the ones that they're protesting. So get out your feelings. That's all I got to say. Facts. Facts. <laughs> anyway, um, I have nothing else to add to that. I mean, you pretty much told, you know, it is what it is, man. Give some birthday shout-outs so we can move on. No doubt. And the birthdays are brought to you by whoever you look to in times of need. <laughs> when you When you need to show what your face is made of, Whoever you give credit for your birth, that's who the birthdays are brought to you by. So, uh, birthdays, we like to give a shout-out to Colt Brennan, who turns 35 years old. Ryan Longwell, a kicker. Damn. Uh, Ryan Longwell is 44 years old. We are getting old. Bonnie, Bonnie Bernstein turns 48 years old. I don't know if I knew Bonnie Yo. Bernstein was that old. Eric Swan, pass rush extraordinaire. He turns 48 as well. Uh, Former NFL tight end Ben Coates turns 49. Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare, who we haven't seen in years, is 58 years old. And we'd like to give a rest in peace shout-out to the... He's an internet scan. He's still alive. I I thought Steve Atwater killed him. You... (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, and we'd like to give a rest in peace shout out to former NFL player, former analyst, former Playboy Frank Gifford. Uh, he just, <laughs> he was born August sixteenth, nineteen thirty, and he passed on August ninth, twenty fifteen. Um, we also like to give a shout out to another one of War Room Sports fans and supporters, uh, usually listening to the show, but I'm not sure if she's listening to the show. Right now, because it's her birthday, but if you are, we'd like to give a happy birthday shout-out to Tennille Presson. Um, Tennille. No doubt. So uh, we'd like to give a nice big war room salute to all of these ladies and gentlemen on their birthdays. All right. Yes, sir. It's my birthday. Ed don't want to do it. All right. So y'all know the drill. Check out our website, warroomsports.com, if you want to call in and speak with us about Jalen Ramsey and him letting his hands go on the NFL quarterback. You, you can doubt it. Digital Extreme Technologies hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. But if you're listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. All right. Yes, sir. It's time to talk about the National Football League. And this is brought to you by Digital Extreme, Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, hell yeah. here's what you do. Go to digitalextremetech.com. Stop using Wix sites. 
Stop pointing your website to a Facebook page and get you a real website so you can do real business. <laughs> or a Yelp page. You can do that by going, saw that today. <laughs> going to digital. Oh, that's trash. Say, I'm going to send you my website. Trash. Send me a Yelp link. Yo. yo, that's even more trash. Now I'm about to bash your business. Just like, yo, they don't got no website. Owner sent me to this trash page. One star. Anyway, um, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell them Warroom Sports sent you for a discount. It's time to talk about some football. Yo, the Phillies Listen, um, got consumer... Never mind. The Phillies just lost Yo, twenty-four or... to four. <laughs> Yo. Twenty-four to four. Yo. Quick. How many? T- how many? How many touchdowns did the Mets get? <laughs> Yo, that was a back and forth contest in the first few innings. Then they just opened up. Um, Never mind. <clears throat> Yo, they must have been running. Yeah, the Mets were scoring touchdowns. Anyway, Jalen Ramsey, aka you tell me held a candid interview with GQ and critiqued many of the league's quarterbacks, as well as showing GQ some of his favorite things, like his Supreme book bag, um, his gold grill, his, um, <laughs> a, a bunch of his jewelry that he just like keeps in a bag randomly, um, all his Gucci wallets and, and, and Gucci money clips and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so it was very interesting, but the, the part that's making the headlines is, how he slandered pretty much a, a majority of the quarterbacks in the league. Um, right. I know Dev probably has a list of, of how he went in on people. I, I do. Um, the headlines, though, when it came out the other day, was focusing on the fact that he said Matt Ryan was overrated. He said Josh Allen, the um, rookie cornerback, rookie quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, he called him straight up trash. Um, like I said, he said <laughs> Matt Ryan was overrated, and he was a product of Kyle Shanahan's offensive system. Um, he also predicted that Deshaun Watson would be an NFL MVP. Um, he said Jared Goff was average to above average. said Ben Roethlisberger was decent at best, and Andrew Luck was not that good. So those were the ones that made the headline, but after we talk about that for a minute, we have a list of everybody. He went down most of the quarterbacks in the league. They may have asked him about all of them. And he um, he gave a quick opinion about all of them. Now, when I first saw this, you know, I was reading his comments about Matt Ryan, and I was like, well, being a product of Kyle Shanahan's system, that doesn't really make sense because Matt Ryan was already a good eight years in the league, you know, and was already considered a very good quarterback before Shanahan came there. Now, to be fair, though, Shanahan was there for two years. He had probably one of his worst statistical years the first year, but won MVP the second year. And went to, you know, had a trip to the Super Bowl. And then after Kyle Shanahan left, he kind of went back down to the level of year one with Kyle Shanahan. So after a little bit of thought, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see where he's coming from on on that. I mean, but it's still kind of weird to say that somebody who was already eight years in, had already been all pro, bunch of pro bowls. It's kind of weird to say they're a product of somebody's, system that they didn't even meet until they were already established as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. All right, so for and me then, okay. No, I said for me, I'll be very brief with this. Like I agree with most of his assessments um from my limited uh, watching last year, but I agree with the only thing that to me and even even more so than the Matt Ryan, which I understand your perspective. What he said about Alicia Manning which to me was the most egregious thing on that whole list. 
because uh, yeah, Eli Manning. Get to that one. You said Eli Manning um, ain't really that good, but he's made by Odell Beckham. And I'm like, Eli got two rings. Like, without Yo, Odell Beckham, how does Odell Beckham think about this, Eli Jim. Manning? Like, that... you, ask, you ask how many rings has, have he, you know, has he won with Odell Beckham. Yo, how many playoffs has he gone to with Odell Beckham? That's how many seasons like, has he finished with Odell Beckham? That, Odell that Beckham to me, here. is the most disturbing one. Everything else, <laughs> like, oh, I see what you're saying. Everything else, I can see what you're saying. But that, to me, that, to me, was like, so they asked they asked Eli about the comments today, and Eli was like, "Who?" <laughs> and they, they, these teams square off week one. And even though I agree with Jimmy about those comments being egregious, so I would kind of you know want to see Eli light them up. You know, as a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, you know I need Jalen Ramsey and them to back up all his talk and beat the, the <laughs> heavenly you hell out of out of the New York Giants. Um, so forget all that trash talking. Yeah. I'm on your side, Jalen. <laughs> I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Jalen to be better informed. I don't mind the fact that he likes to have fun with it, and his brand is candor and <clears throat> basic poop talking, shit talking. I mean, that's his brand. And he's always honest with it, but you have to have credibility in the ish that you talk. And he hurt his credibility because some of the things he said were just outlandish and egregious. So, you know, on one hand, I'm, I salute him for being true to who he is. He gets under your skin. He talks that ish. He's candid. But come on, fam. You got to be. I um, Yeah, I, I thought when I first saw the, the, the list, because that was before I saw the list of everybody. At first I thought he was on his Bomani Jones joint, you know, where he was given, like, you know, mediocre black quarterbacks props and crapping on everybody he could. Except for, you know, there's certain guys in the league you just have to respect no matter what. Because you see he, he'll pull certain names, but you're not going to say that about a, a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, even if you want to. Like most dudes aren't going to say anything like that. And even when he spoke Yo. about them, and we'll we'll give his quotes on them, I'm about to he, say didn't, this is Aaron Rodgers he didn't go out of his way to really, be cold yeah, off of the meter. he really didn't. He yeah, really didn't, he, he didn't go out of his way. He just wouldn't say anything bad about him. So, um, you know, some people are like, you know, you got to be humble. But if you look at roles in the NFL now, this is pretty much the role of uh, an all-pro cornerback. If y'all haven't noticed recently, the cornerbacks talk super trash to everybody. The wide receivers are divas. You know what I'm saying? Like like everybody has mm-hmm. their role. And, and he's just fitting in. Like somebody told him, look, Jalen, as of like five years ago, if you're a great corner in this league, you got to have no filter. You got to trash everybody. You got to be the I don't care type dude. And, and he's he's fitting right in. I mean, before him, who was it? Uh, Josh Norman talking like this about everybody. I mean, oh, mostly yeah, it was about receivers. Filter. It was about the dudes he had to guard. <laughs> but Jalen going in on quarterbacks, and they can get 400 yards throwing the other way. And still make your team look bad. So it's kind of weird to go on the quarterback <clears throat> instead of the dude that you I, have I saw, to guard. Um, but you know, I saw on uh, someone that posted something on Twitter. Somebody tracked down like his brother or something, and he was saying that um, he's been doing this since like high school. Like this is something that he does. And he said the funny thing is it's not even about the people he's talking about. It's about him mm-hmm. motivating himself because yeah. if he talks this kind of trash, I he saw, has to like work I, extremely hard. To, like, I saw the. I saw the documentary. I saw the documentary, and it, and it is motivation, and I, I get that. I see it. 
I just think you gotta like do Bull, your homework. Like Bull got some sort of like he got some sort of like mental like Michael Jordan thing with him where like I gotta motivate my you know Mike would make up stuff. That's the thing. Mike yeah. was even worse. Mike wouldn't even like pick out real stuff. Mike would just make like well, he's making up stuff. <laughs> but, but I mean, <laughs> like trying to motivate himself to like play at a high level because if I talk all this trash and I go out there, I can't be half stepping. I, you know what I'm saying? I gotta Yo, be like Big Daddy Kane because they don't have stepping. Mike would go try to give Boston 60 because he had a bad box of Lucky Charms or something. It was there. Yeah, like Mike was trying. Like, like, what are you doing? But, um, yeah, no, you know, I, 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 think, I think, first of all, it's entertainment. Like, he's not getting super personal with anybody and being egregious. Like, it's kind of unfair to call Josh Allen trash. Like, he hasn't set foot in the NFL game yet. But, you know, other than that, it's entertainment. It's going to lead to – it's definitely going to lead to a few more eyes on Sunday. People are going to be interested in what he does against some of the quarterbacks that he trashed. So, you know, if it works for him and his brand, and that's what we're worrying about these days, you know, and, and every, yeah. like I said, being a cornerback and, and that being their thing, like talking like this doesn't hurt their brand. This, now, if you come out and, and you're somebody else and, you know, you're not known to be like this, or your position is not even known to be like this, and you try to, you know, try to talk this way, it might not go too well for you. But this is what an all-pro corner is supposed to be in the NFL today. So I, I'm not mad at anything. Yeah. Y'all want to? Uh, what I found interesting ahead, is the, the hypocrites that say, why don't you just shut up and play the game? But then, like, when, when people like Kawhi Leonard don't say anything, it's like, yeah. We ask you a question. We want them to you speak their mind. Then when they speak their mind, like, it's too much. They, yeah, it was a, yeah, it's like I, I don't know, like what the happy medium is there. Like, where where do you want them to fall? Like, you want them to like I don't know. Either they talk too much or they don't talk enough. Like, foh. Look, man, if he if he called you trash and you trash, then I ain't got no problem with it. I'll nitpick. You know, if he calls somebody trash and I don't think they're trash, then I'll you know I'm like all right. You're tripping now, Look, man. My man. It don't mean you can't say himself. it. Say what you want to say. My but man, let's go down the man, list <laughs> while we're here. My man is expressing himself, man. He, I mean, put it like this, man. He's, he's seen people be what society wants them to be, but not me. My fuck, wait, Jeff. Yeah, bars. Um, let's start with the rookie, with a couple of the rookies. Um, Josh Allen, he said he's trash. Baker Mayfield, he said, he said I get how he was the top pick. That's funny, though, because a lot of, you know, draft pundits didn't really get how he was a top pick. But I've been hearing a lot of players and, you know, people like that saying they get how he was a top pick. Baker Mayfield is kind of different. I don't want to get off on a Mayfield tangent, but what what I think players like about him is dude is kind of a gamer. He's one of those go get it by any means necessary. Might not be the prettiest, you know what I'm saying? But that's why players like him better than than draft scouts. Yeah, draft guys want you to be pretty. Right. So, um, so then he uh, <laughs> went to uh, Jackson uh, for the for the uh, the Heisman Trophy Trophy winner. Why can't I think of his first name? Lamar. Over the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. He said he's going to do a good job. So uh, you notice you notice what's going on here, Bomani. Um, Flacco. He said he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way Flacco's played over the past few seasons, you can't really argue with him much. Like, we all know when Flacco didn't suck, but Flacco sucks sometimes. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, for both of them, he said they he said doesn't suck. 
So like it's, like we said earlier, he he wouldn't go out of his way to trash them just for trashing sake, but he also didn't go out of his way to to be all on their jocks either. He just said they don't suck. Um, Tyrod Taylor, he said underrated. So you already got Jackson. He's going to do a good job, and Tyrod Taylor is underrated. Um, Marcus Mariota, good game manager. Garoppolo, he said, I guess he's good. Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz, he said both of those guys will be an MVP. See, then that's all you had to do. That's all. If they put that as the headline, I wouldn't have had no beef with you, with uh, Jalen. You know what I'm saying? You gave my guy props. <laughs> you gave my guy props, so we all good. Um, Jared Goff, he said average to above average. Dak Prescott, he said he's okay. Kirk Cousins, he said he's a winner. I tried to look for a link between that, but they didn't go to college together or anything like that. So, you know, he he he, he I guess he legitimately thinks Kirk Cousins is, is pretty good. Um, winner, don't get that because Kirk Cousins ain't won a damn thing and been to the playoffs. Um, as we know, in a 53-man game, that's not entirely his fault because what he's been playing around in Washington is not really going to help Jesus at quarterback. Um Roethlisberger, well, Wilson, he said he's good. <laughs> Roethlisberger, he said he's decent at best. <laughs> Yo, he's taking shots. Uh, Eli Manning, he said Odell makes him. Blake Bortles, he said Blake do what he got to do, which means he sucks. <laughs> but he's going to give his guy props because it's his guy. When Blake leaves, he probably going to let his hands fly on Blake. Um, oh, Nick my Foles, God. Nick Foles, he said, good enough to win the Super Bowl. I guess that was probably one of those things, like, you know, what can I say about him right now? Probably not as good as people acting like, but, hey, he was good enough to win the Super Bowl. Drew Brees, really good. Luck, don't think he's good. Stafford, he's straight. Uh, Rivers, pretty good. Tannehill, haven't heard good things. (laughs) And Matt Ryan, overrated. Now, the funny thing about this is he hasn't gotten a lot of people going at him, like a lot of people, league people to go at him. But Jimmy sent me something earlier where Matthew Stafford's wife is going at Jalen Ramsey, and Matthew Stafford is one of the dudes he complimented. So why is she jumping in the fray? I don't understand wow. anything in 2018. Again, to me, <laughs> like, out of yo. all those things, man, the most egregious one is your boy, But other than that, man, like, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, Yeah, but I have no idea why Stafford's wife wanted him when he was complimentary of Stafford. Man, listen, that's hilarious, man. So let me me pick some of these names, and and I want to see if you guys agree with them or not. Um, You know, Jimmy – you didn't watch football last year, but you know football. You know, all these guys yeah, in the league. Yeah, I'm one, I'm one year old. So you all... probably can't really speak much on golf because when you were watching football, no. golf did look like trash, but everybody looks like trash under Jeff Fisher. So the fact that you didn't watch, <laughs> I can tell you that Jared Goff actually looked like a number one pick last year. Um, what did he say about Jared Goff? He said golf. He said average to above average. So he gave him a little bit okay. of props, even though you okay. know he called him Sonic, Sonic to above Sonic. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so let's let's see. 
Let's go with first of all. Let's. You said you already spoke on Matt Ryan. You said you could see where he was. What he's saying about I, Matt yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I could see that, but I also see your point too. Like, I, I mean, you know, he was he was stretching a little bit with that one, but I, I mean, I get it. Because I mean, even even okay. we called Matt Ryan over at times because of how he chokes in certain situations. But you know, right. again. All right, um, Andrew Luck. He said, "I don't think he's good." Do y'all agree with he's that? Tripping. No. <laughs> I I actually I actually think Aaron Luck uh, Andrew Luck is overrated. Now, um, I know he hasn't been healthy in a while, completely healthy in a while, but I think the fact that he played the way he played following Peyton's uh, running in Indy, um, people were projecting him to be at this point to be the MVP of the league. This is what he should be doing at this point. And I I actually don't think he like if we look at two seasons because he didn't really play last year. If you look at two seasons ago, they were garbage, but he actually had his best season individually, mm-hmm. and it kind of went unnoticed because of them. Like, had they had some more success, he probably would have been in the MVP race that year. I think I think just yeah, out of sight, out of mind for him. I think because he he hasn't been healthy, he hasn't played much. I think people forgot. But I don't I don't I, but I don't think he'll ever be what we thought he would be. Like we thought that he would be. Um, a top, a top two, top three quarterback in the league every year. That's kind of what we we expected him because I remember at the time people were saying how lucky the the, um, the Colts were going from one Hall of Famer to a sure shot another, and I'm like, wow. Um, I still think that. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I mean, not, only time, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Will but tell. To me, he just hasn't proven that as of but yet. Yeah, when me, when we like, thought, when people were not even we, when people thought that he would be, you know, a top two quarterback. Every year, like, at what year did they expect that to start? You know what I mean? I mean, it would have to be because, because what, what if year you think about it, like, now? he still what, hasn't what been in the league that in? long. What year is he, he going? He's in? Uh, he's going into year number six, playing wise, because huh? you—that's if you skip 2017. And if you look at his stats, they don't even have 2017 because he didn't play in 2017. Yeah. So yeah, he's going into year number six. You know, playing wise, seven of his career. I'm just saying, yeah. like, like injuries are part of the game. So if we say he's been, a, he's a seven year veteran in the NFL. I don't think no he doubt. is where he, we thought he would be. Now, you guys, would you trade him for either one of your quarterbacks? I, I wouldn't, yeah. just because you know my guy's younger. My guy looks like him, you know, a, a, a few years back. But yeah, the last time we saw him, but this, 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 this I, is the I, thing. I, the last time we saw him. He played 15 games. They uh, he he threw 63 and a half percent completions, 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, uh, and our passer rating of 96.4. The problem there lies they went eight and seven, and he was just coming off a season where he only played seven games before that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? I think people so, had started to look down on him, plus, especially since they weren't winning anymore. You come right in, and, and a two-win team goes 11-5, and five, and you go to the playoffs, and then you go 11-5 three straight years, and then the yeah. team starts falling off. Who are we going to blame? Of course we're going to blame the quarterback. Well, I mean, you're I, a quarterback. When they went 11-5, you got on the spread. I mean, like, again, if the I don't think there's no right or wrong answer history, to this. Hmm? There's no right or wrong, but even when the coach, even even when the coach under the previous guy were doing what they did to him, 
the previous guy was still somehow getting them 12, 13 wins because he was just that good. Now, I'm not saying that. Well, he's some people Definitely. think that Peyton is the GOAT, so that's like kind of unfair. To, but that's kind of the situation with it. He's going to, that's who he's going to be compared to, even though it's well, kind it, of unfair. Put it this way, Jim. I just, I'm, I'm going to give him this benefit, ready, and you know I'm a fan, and mm-hmm. we got to get out of here. But they went 11-5 I mean, and five until he got hurt. They went 11-5 well, and five until he got hurt. If he can get healthy. right there. What you just did right there is what Bruce Bowen didn't do. At least you're uh, being honest that you know you're not being objective. Anyway, we gotta get out of here. Bro. Um, <laughs> hey, what they say? Facts. For another Eleven and five. Thank you, brothers and for joining us for another brief in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, those in the group, uh, group me at. Shout out to y'all too. All the calls who called in. Listen, we appreciate those who didn't get to. We apologize. You should be running out of time now. I see a bunch of you online right now holding. Um, so salute to all forty of y'all. <laughs> To the next week, live right here on demand as we catch up on everything happening around the world of sports. Until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your week. And like we said, we'll see you right back here. Catch all of our conversations, Facebook, Twitter, um, everything we do, all of our social hey, media. Mama house. Everything oh, can be sorry. found at the hub at warmsports.com. Also, get my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or at the hub, warmsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war of ignorance. We'll see you soon from top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.